participated in a fun Christmas pageant. Um, it's good to um, share the Christmas spirit of joy and love together and sharing the story, the old, old story that brings us together. In the first uh, 10 years of my life, my family moved nine times. We followed my dad as we moved, uh, you know, as he moved from job to job, first in Michigan and then in Florida and then back in Michigan again. And so by the time I started first grade, I had attended three different elementary schools. Um, And I remember my first day in first grade at Jenison Christian School. My teacher, Ms. Postma, assigned a classmate, Mike, to stay with me the whole day. That was his job. And he showed me where my desk was and how the different learning stations in the classroom worked. And uh, he took me around the playground at recess time and introduced me to classmates. I don't remember the names of any of my other first grade classmates, but I will never forget Mike, and who, who showed me that I was not alone. And I will never forget the teacher, Ms. Posma, who out of her great compassion and wisdom connected us. Loneliness, isolation. Um, I hope you haven't experienced those things, but my guess is that not a few of you have. I certainly have. And it is incredibly painful. And in fact, uh, you know, there's new scientific research that it, it actually has measurable uh, adverse health outcomes uh, for people who find themselves in that situation. By contrast, there is nothing more powerful than knowing that we are not alone. Our theme for the fourth Sunday of Advent is those who dream are not alone. It's a variation of our overall theme for the season. Those who dream change everything. And one of the, way, one of, it, one of the ways that, that we change everything is by living out of this truth that we are not alone living out of that reality that the Christmas story uh, shows us. This child, Jesus, called Emmanuel, which literally means God with us, which literally means we are never alone. But sometimes we lose sight of that. It's not enough just to know in our heads, oh yeah, 
there's this thing that was said in church one time that I heard. Or there was this thing that I read in the Bible, these nice words. For me, in any case, that isn't enough. I need to know, I need to feel, I need to experience that I am not alone. And the way that that works for me is when I am and others are uh, embodying that togetherness that God promises. Alone, how much can any one of us accomplish? There are so many difficulties in the world. There is so uh, much pain and hurt, so many challenges that we face. Alone, that's not going to change much. But together, that is why, uh, that is how um, living out of that truth that we are not alone changes everything. First Church and South Church have been dreaming about the possibility of a future together, even more together than we have been. In a worship service uh, earlier uh, in this process, we gathered in small groups to ask the question, what might we do together that we couldn't do apart? And a lot of wonderful things were said. A summary, I would say, is that we will be able to create a church that is more alive, that doesn't just mouth the words of love, but rather we will embody, and in this process we are embodying the God of love by building new and loving relationships. Though difficult and messy at times, there is a joyous energy in coming together because I think the reason why that energy is because we're doing what God is calling us to do. We're actually not just thinking about Christianity, we are doing Christianity. And that is where the energy and life in this uh, faith of ours comes from. We are literally bringing God into the world. Our scripture today tells us that the angel Gabriel approached Mary and asked, in essence, will you partner with the Holy Spirit in bringing God into the world? And Mary, of course, said yes. And that changed the whole history of the world. That is why those who dream change everything, just by saying yes to bringing God into the world. Through this time of transition, First Church and South Church have been saying yes. Our scripture tells us that when we say yes to God, uh, well, in, in our case, one, one of the implications of that, <laughs> of saying yes, is um, one of the implications for us as churches is that we shift from a mindset of preserving history 
to the work of actually making history, right? This is historic work, what we're doing right now, just as it changes everything. What each of us can accomplish on our own is limited. Together, the possibilities are, are endless. A few months after my wife, Nicole, became pregnant with our first child, Fiona, we noticed that her belly had a strange kind of asymmetrical shape to it. We went to Women and Infants Hospital in, in Chicago, University of Chicago, and we found out that she had a cyst growing on her ovary that the pregnancy had, you know, the hormones had caused to grow. And it was putting the lives of both mother and baby in danger. So long story short, the doctors successfully performed a high-risk surgery uh, to remove the cyst. And after that, Nicole was confined to many weeks of bed rest. When the time came to deliver, Nicole was in labor for 36 hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing. <laughs> it was not funny. <laughs> uh, it was quite a thing. But I'll never forget the moment in the delivery room when I first laid eyes on our beautiful baby daughter, the OBGYN held up Fiona and I heard her tiny cry. And then Nicole turned to me and said, that was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> that is a true story. <laughs> Being the church is a labor of love. Uh, when Mary said yes uh, to God, she was not only saying uh, yes to the joy of motherhood, she was saying yes to the pain of labor. And I invite us to consider that the same is true for us as Christians. This thing that First Church and South Church is doing is, well, it's our baby. It's your baby. As the members of First Church, this is your baby. That also means it's your labor. And so if it feels painful and uncomfortable at times, it may help just to know that that's part of what we have said yes to in bringing this new life into the world. But 
not having any personal experience with giving birth <laughs> myself. What I have noticed is that eventually the, the pain goes away. Maybe not the memory of the pain, but the pain itself goes away. The love, however, remains. It's said that people may not remember the words you say. They will remember, however, how you made them feel. I can't remember a thing um, Mike said to me as he showed me around the classroom. I don't really remember any particular lesson that Ms. Posma taught me in first grade. Uh, but I do remember that moment when I felt that I was not alone. The promise of Christianity is not a life without difficulty. In fact, the labor of love we are invited to is pretty much guaranteed to be accompanied by a certain amount of discomfort. The promise is that in this discomfort, we are not alone. God is with us, and while discomfort comes and goes, as Paul, the Apostle Paul famously said, uh, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. Amen.